I think that's uh, in, as much of indicative of the problem in the Pac-12 as anything is the idea of Colorado is your second place team in that in in the side of the conference, and they're the best challenger for USC. USC's going to coast. I, I I can see USC being undefeated. I mean, the only real challenge they have is that game at Notre Dame yeah. in what November or whenever they play. And everybody wins at Notre Dame. <laughs> sure, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> It's not often that this podcast leads off an episode where we're talking about teams not named Georgia. However, this is our National College Football Preview Show, and USC, not South Carolina, Southern Cal is one of the favorites amongst all writers and podcasters to compete for the 2018 National Championship. So in this episode, we go from the Pac-12 to the ACC and all the ones in between, and we take a macro view on the entire college football landscape for this particular show. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 90 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My co-hosts Will Leach of SportsOnEarth.com and Tony Waller of the Georgia Sports Blog join me as usual. However, you could say that we're in between studios or homes in this episode while I continue to make my move because that's where we usually record our episodes. And you might hear a bit of an echo and some refrigerator noise that can easily be explained because (laughs) we were recording at Will's parents' condo in the kitchen with one microphone set in between the three of us. And I just mentioned this just in case the audio quality is, is not quite up to speed and what you've grown accustomed to and is not too jarring for you. Having said that, the content is definitely fun, it's fast-paced, and surprisingly in-depth. The three of us hit on all the major conferences. We cut through the noise and talk about the teams and scenarios we think will take place this season. As always, Tony provides a quick UGA football update and even the latest on the barbecue subway gate swarming the message boards and the overall chatter here in Athens, Georgia. So thanks again for tuning us in. We are definitely glad to be back on a regular publishing schedule. And here's Will to get us started. All right, episode 90, season three, the gang is all here. We're all here in a very Cheers. cavernous uh, kitchen. <laughs> We're actually here in an undisclosed location at the, the forefront of mm-hmm. the uh, Big Short. We're in Miami, yes, and yes. we're in a foreclosed house somewhere in mm-hmm. Lauderdale Shores. Mm-hmm. There's a there's literally a pelican in the corner of the room, literally, uh, and uh, it's very fun. No, we are at because uh, you know as as you guys may remember, Scott is in between homes. That's um, not yeah. actually, by the way, <laughs> our way of saying that Scott is homeless and please help him. Scott is actually in between homes right now. Your your new place is being built. Yes. And it will be done in mid-September, right? Yes. yes. Prayers, I, we're, we're starting GoFundMe. I, well, I actually own more homes than anybody listening to yes. this podcast right now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Considering my situation. My, Mitt Romney and John McCain may, in fact, be... Uh, be, I, be well, yeah. yeah, I think they're probably devoted listeners, right? Yeah, if anybody's but, uh, looking for a house in East Athens... Yeah, one, one literally <laughs> just came on the market Yeah, just today. came available today. Uh, but uh, that's a longer <laughs> story. Uh, but yeah, so we are in fact in another home. My parents now own as many homes as you do, Scott. Right. Because my parents bought a condo here in East Athens, and they are not here yet. They are, they are still in Illinois. They're actually in Las Vegas right now. Because that's where you go. They, they, for the, they just had their 50th, 45th wedding anniversary. So what are they doing right now in Las Vegas? They are actually seeing David Copperfield right now. They are seeing David Copperfield. <laughs> They're not seeing David Blaine? No, this is, Insert your own scary stare. It was very amusing. Uh, I said, uh, I said, Dad, I'm excited. I, 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 that sounds like a pretty good show. He's like, yeah, they, they, not, they say you can't bring cameras in there, but I'm going to try to sleep mine. I, was like, yeah, I respect like, that. Yeah, there's like really a reason <laughs> that you're not supposed to bring that. But uh, yeah, so they're in Vegas right now for the 45th uh, wedding anniversary. So they're not here. So we are using the space right now. You'll notice there's an echo. There's an echo 
in here Echo because there's nothing in here yet because my parents have not moved here yet. But um, yeah, I love that they, they have the paint splotches on the wall over there, trying to figure out what they're doing. I find it very amusing. My dad got a Bruce Suter lawn gnome at a Cardinals game, and I think to test the kindness of his new neighbors, he has put it in the front yard here to see if anybody takes it. Nobody, been, nobody here is going to know what it is. Oh, well, it's, it's just no, something. Gonna, isn't that the guy that the, the Braves traded for that actually turned out to be really bad after yes. they traded for him? Yes. You yes. know, Gene Garber. Oh, wait, he was okay. <laughs> he was good. Um, but yes, yeah, so they uh, so they are here. They're not here, but they're in Vegas. They're going to be here very soon. But for now, uh, we're taking care of the space. We're going to do the shows. We can't. We're going to do the show at my place in five points, but literally school starts tomorrow. And the last thing that my in son yeah, in Athens. Uh, sorry, Coney's already started. Yeah, we got a weekend. Yeah, and uh, Athens school system. This will start tomorrow. So my son is beginning kindergarten tomorrow. Actually nice. starting kindergarten. So I felt like us being loud and drinking uh, would be a little obnoxious. So I, I do have a question. I want to parse the Bruce Suter lawn gnome thing. Mm-hmm. This was a giveaway at a game? Yes. yes. What year was that? Well, just re- well, he just was elected to the Hall of Fame. So uh, so because as a cardinal. So what? The, <laughs> yes. Uh, this fact is the, the Braves signed him as a free agent. Yes. And, that was, and I remember at Whitey Herzog, it was before the 1985 season. It was. And Whitey Herzog, the Cardinals manager, said, I don't know what we're going to do this year. I just know I'm going to be 35 games dumber. Yeah. Of course, what happened is the Cardinals had their most exciting season ever. They actually went to the World Series. That's probably, other than maybe the 2004 team, is my favorite Cardinals team of all time. Lost, of course, with Don Dickinger and the terrible play. That was Vince Coleman's rookie year. That was when Willie McGee was really hot. That was like... That was, 70 series. Uh, it was like 70 series. Yeah. So. That was still not worse than the Kent Herbeck throwing Ron Gann off first base. Yeah, there's, there's some. Uh, no, listen, the Cardinals, I'm not going to play who's had a tougher baseball history game. Well, let's start. The Cardinals let's, 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 hey, I'm going to lose that. The football season started. It's, it's time to start, you know, counting on how many ways that Georgia and or Atlanta teams are going to crash and burn. Whole new year. That's Only right. not yeah. happening. But Turn this the year. page. That's right. Yeah, I haven't it's decided. Not happening this year yet. I haven't decided what stance if I'm going to take. If it's going to be the protagonist or if I'm going to be like all in, like 12 and 0, Scott, 13 and 0, let's, 14 let's, and 0. Let's be. Let's get the first. Let's be clear out of the way for this season. You're going to be the homer. <laughs> You're going to be Mr. That's Sunshine okay. and Rainbow. Okay. That's good. That's good. Well, McGarity needs some somebody oh. behind him, right? Yeah. Did you guys see that thing at the subway? Did you guys see um, the thing at the well, subway? Are we going to talk about Dreamland? Are we going to talk yeah. about the construction? I could or? care less about Dreamland. It's the local franchise owned by George. It's. I mean, Greg McGarity could pee gold right now, and people would be mad. Right. I mean, let's just. We can we could do a whole podcast on Greg McGarry. Yeah, right? and, and chances are we probably will at some point. Maybe but it doesn't but, have to be the day. But the reality is, is that oh, the Dreamland thing is who cares? It's it's perfectly decent barbecue. Frankly, their chopped pork and you know, this is a hot take. Their chopped pork is nothing to be right home about. Their ribs are really good. It's gone downhill since the original founder and the franchises aren't nearly as good as the original. But it's perfectly fine. And the franchise is owned by a Georgia grad, so. That's okay. Let's, let's move on. Yes. I just don't. Put it to bed. Yeah, let's put it to bed. I do like no, the, the subway thing. Yeah, the subway thing is very funny. What is the subway so thing? So the subway on Prince, yes, on, yes. on Prince, the subway on Prince. Oh, I heard Randomly about just put up saying, we are hiring, looking for a new AD, please inquire within. Which is funny on several levels. One, because they talked to the manager. The manager was like, I had nothing to do with this. She took it down immediately. She's like, I had nothing to do with this. Of course, nothing against the manager of Subway. Like, you know, but that's not a... They're probably not used to dealing with the press. So so who knows what was going on with that. But, uh, but it was very funny because, of course, Subway, not only is it that a weird thing to do... Uh, it's Subway's an actual sponsor. You can buy Subway sandwiches inside Sanford Stadium. Looks particularly bad. And to me, this is the best part. This is my favorite part. They took it down because a member, an unnamed member of the Athletic Association, came in and asked them to take it down. 
And my favorite part, because it's reported on uh, on Dog Nation or the Atlanta Journal Constitution, how you'd yeah. like to uh, how you how you'd like to call because Dog Nation, as my friend Seth Emerson, who's gonna, we're going to have on the podcast, by the way, in a couple of weeks, um, always reminds me it is still the Atlanta Journal Constitution. His checks come from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. I know that they try to push that it's he writes for Dog Nation, which he does, but he's it is all paid for by the Atlanta Journal Constitution. As I can understand, as a journalist, it's better to say you write for the Atlanta Journal Constitution than it's the Dog Nation, even though they are the same thing. Anyway. So, Dog Nation. Yes. Anyway, so he was reporting on it. He was reporting on it. And, uh, and they actually, he actually asked and received the videotape to confirm that the employee that came in was not, in fact, Greg McGarity. <laughs> Which I respect. That is diligent reporting. It was someone that he I had no idea. He did not identify. He did not identify the person other than to say it was not Greg McGarity. That would have been a story. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a story. But it was not, in fact, Greg so, I mean, that's comes a, there does come a point where you have to, as an AD, as a leader of any organization, you have to be above the fray. Yeah. You just, you can't, you can't. You have to be above the fray. And I'll leave it at that. Yes. And, and listen, uh, we'll get into this plenty of times in this podcast, but the best way to make all of this stop... Oh, at twelve and zero. <laughs> yeah. Like, or win the win the SEC East. Win the East. East. Well, win the East and yeah. go to the basketball tournament. And, yeah, and, and people will and, and get, finish get the five hundred in baseball. Yeah, and get the baseball team above, above board and fix the gymnastics. And listen, there's a reason he's under fire, and sure. I get it. I get why he's under fire. I think I think some of it's fair and some of it's maybe a little over the top. Do you think it started with the Margaret firing? I I don't think it started with that, but I think that was the. That was the. Uh, his, I mean, for him, it was an all, it was an all chips in moment. So if it doesn't work, I'm or, saying the press conference. Remember how awkward? Oh that yeah, of was. course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, I think that's probably right. But I like, think, like I mean, frankly, all of us like listen. Not to bring Illinois up, but like Mike Thomas, the athletic director, hired in his first two months on the job a new football coach, a new ba- men's basketball coach, a new women's basketball coach. All three of them were gone within three years, and so was he. So, like, you know, that that's the problem. Like, if you're going to – he came in and made a and bunch of – one of them was quite possibly the worst person in the world. Yes, right, right. Ron right. Turner. Right, right. right. So, so, no, no, uh, um, not Ron Turner. Uh, was I've forgotten Turner? the name. No, I've Bill Cuban. No, but no, Cuban's not the worst guy. No. It's – Jesus Christ, I forgot. Sorry. Tim something? something? Yeah, uh, Beckman. Tim Beckman. Oh, Tim Beckman. Yeah, Tim Beckman. Yeah, Sorry, Jesus. Wait a minute. I've already erased Tim Beckman from my mind. That's how That's how bad that was. Lovey Smith, it'll take us to Tom. Speaking of Tim Beckman, he now coaches where? I don't know. Ohio State? Oh, does he? I, I think so. I don't know. If not, Scott Young. Sounds good. Dead. Ohio State tried to hire him, and because of all the stuff that happened in Illinois, they revoked the offer. That's exactly okay. what it No, that's right. They have Kevin Wilson, Indiana's yeah. former head coach. Yes. Was this, didn't something like that happen at North Carolina last year? It was, in fact, it was North Carolina. It was, was North Carolina? Okay. Oh, it was okay. in North Carolina. Because okay. it was right before Speaking the of North Carolina, Gene Chizik was the D coordinator last year, and now I saw him on SEC Nation or something. Oh, he quit. He was like, I'm out, y'all. Just <laughs> drop the mic and left. <laughs> By the way, when you say his name, you have to say national championship winning coach. Gene well, he wrote Chizik. a book. Yeah. Well, yeah. champ. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to do the national preview this week. Um, yes. And according to Will, because Will kind of wrote it down first, we're going to start with the Big 12. Yes. First up, should we get any Georgia, any specific stuff going on at camp going on? Are we missing anything? Is no, I don't think so. I think, it's I, don't think so I think it's been a thoroughly normal uh, camp. The, um, the open scrimmage, practice, fan day thing, by all accounts. Uh, the media thinks Jacob Eason looks sharper than he did. He's making his reads faster. All the stuff you'd want to hear professional media saying uh, – if you read the, uh, the message boards, um, it's a it's a pretty even split between 
uh, Jackie Beeson can't tie a shoe well, and um, he <laughs> is going to actually break uh, Grayson Lambert's record for the most consecutive passes complete. Um, but he's going to do it over the course of the season. Yes, of course. And so you know that's that's fine. It's, it's but you know to my knowledge, there's no injuries to, or other nothing to speak of. Um, and the team's progressing. And the, frankly, Will and you and I talked about this last week. You know, the coaches are saying the right thing about the offensive line. The defense looks like it's coming together, and it looks like where he's Eason is simpatico with a couple of his receivers, which are all things we we had hoped for. Right. So. And uh, 12-0 it is. Wasn't something about Fromm this week where he discouraged the idea of redshirting? I think uh, Kirby oh, yeah. made some sort of comment yeah. about he was unlikely to redshirt. Look, I, don't think, I don't think it's an un, unforeseeable possibility that Jekyll Fromm gets some snaps. Um, but you know, it's how and when he gets the snaps. It's kind of right. will be very indicative of how yeah, he Yes, he comes in with his 30 nothing and he gets App State. That's a whole different yeah. thing yeah. than if you he really, comes uh, in. Did you just say 30 I do not think it would be 30 nothing against App State. No, no, no. <laughs> but, like, but the, the, the point is. Okay, Stanford. Yeah, the point is. Like, no, after that, in the end, post Nickel State world, I know. we don't get to say that about anything. True. <laughs> uh, but no, but if he comes in when we're down to App State. To, uh, 24 to 7, right. then that's a whole different world. Right. Right. We'll think about last year against North Carolina. You know, Grayson Lambert started, and then um, Easton kind of was the one that yeah. helped turn it around. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing with having him on, again, I don't want to get too much of a quarterback conversation because we didn't do this. There's week. no controversy. Yeah, but, but, like, it's still worth noting that in all it takes is one Easton interception. In a, uh, two easy interceptions in a small, short amount of time in a close game we're getting antsy. The first overthrow. Yeah, yeah. like this is, and, and it's all going to come back, which for me is, and I would argue, is an, is an argument for saying, let's return him. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, man, let, let's let's get this off, but, you know, that's... Yeah, I mean, we can... I mean, if he's yeah. really your guy, we can he's really your guy no matter what. We can talk about this next week. Yes. Um, but I think some of that probably has to do with um, motivating Easton. And, and what Eason can handle and how you coach him up. Um, and we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Okay. okay. So okay. Now, now the Big 12. Not that I really want to talk about the Big 12. Yeah. Because we're doing a national preview. That's, no, what the, that's, that's the right. overarching we're, of this show. We're doing a so national preview. So you, the listener, will be able to walk out of here yes. with an, an intimate knowledge mm. of all things college football that will happen this year, yes. particularly as it relates to the things we talk about tonight. You will know college football in a biblical sense. It's very, very biblically. Like hardcore biblically, like like all sorts of different really techniques, different biblically. kinds of biblically. Yeah. Okay, like like the Big Twelve should have <laughs> Missouri and Texas A and M in it, and we should yes. start with them. So we'll start. And what do you think? How's how's Missouri going to be this year? Well, start since Missouri plays in the SEC <laughs> East, <laughs> yes, yes. and how's they Nebraska going to be? No, hold that, hold to, that. They, uh, they we'll still, get to Nebraska in a minute. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, I have a hot take on Nebraska's uniforms. I'll I'll mention yeah, that we'll later. This is surprising information. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, they have um, something new this year that I'd so like to share. The weirdest thing about the Big 12 is always to me is that there's 10 teams. Like, yes. it just looks weird to have And 10 doesn't teams. the Big 10 have 12 teams? But 14 teams. Oh, my bad. I, think, I honestly think the Big 12 should just go back to being the Big 8 and be done with it. Yeah. Just I mean, call yourself the Big 8. And listen, you, if you get Texas and Oklahoma to leave, it becomes the small 8 very quickly. It like, it's Oklahoma the and teeny Texas. teeny tiny 8. Right. It's yeah. Oklahoma and Texas that are keeping this thing afloat. And I think that's kind of a fun thing about it. I think uh, when I look at the Big 12, Oklahoma is clearly the favorite, but for me, the most interesting team I think is unquestionably Texas. Like this is like to, like like obviously with the new coach in there and no Charlie Strong for whatever issues he had, he was able to recruit. There were time they've got guys in there. It does feel like this could be something theoretically, you know, 
yes, they lost to Kansas last year. So like this is they're, they're not running through. But it does feel like Herman is a match there in a way that Strong never was. Well, and I think Texas is a couple years away from being really, really good. I mean, the funny thing is, is that Herman and, and Strong probably would have exactly the same record uh, right. this year, no matter what. Right. Um, but Strong, every loss they'd be yelling at him for, and Herman well, every yeah, loss, of course. it's a building it's, thing. It's a building thing, right? So um, I think you're right, even though Oklahoma has a brand-new head coach in Lincoln Riley. Um, the 31-year-old. 31-year-old Lincoln Riley. Yes. That, that guy makes y'all... Is he even that old? No, I guess no I, he's probably uh, – he can't be a day older than Cliff Kingsbury. Lincoln Riley is 33. 33. 33. So um, – he, He's balding, so that makes you feel like a little bit better. He's well, it makes like, me yeah, feel much yeah, better yeah, as a bald. Yeah. And, um, but you know, the reality is, is that there are a couple of interesting teams in there. I think Oklahoma State is going to give Oklahoma – I actually think you could have Bedlam two, two weeks in a row. You have Bedlam yeah. and then the championship game. There will be Bedlam again. Right? I think it could be Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And um, I just don't think Texas is there. Uh, you have a new coach. You have a new system. They have the talent to threaten some teams. I just don't think they're quite quite there. So, um, so since they're going to have a championship game with 10 teams, did they divide up into like no, North South? They're, they're no, why would they do that? No, I mean, nope, teams one and two. Okay. Everybody plays each other, and then That's teams right. one and two play each other. I mean, you literally could have three games at the end of the season. Did where, they stack it that way like they usually do in their schedule? Well, I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State always play the, the, that last weekend. Um, Texas plays Texas A&M. Oh, wait, that's not a thing. Yes. Um, who they play? TCU now, is yeah, that right? TCU's um, in there. I don't think TCU's going to be in the mix. Kansas, Kansas State always play at the end of the season. So, um, for whatever reason, um, you know, I just don't I, – I think you could end up seeing Oklahoma, Oklahoma State playing two weeks in a row. And that's the problem with that, that, that regime, right? You get a team who – let's say you get an Oklahoma team who is – and we'll get to playoff in, right. in, in New York Six in a minute, but – um, you get an Oklahoma team that comes in. They are, you know, two, tw- they're eleven and one. Oklahoma State is ten and two. Well, Oklahoma State wins that game, and is the sure. and then they turn around and play each other. Those teams have z- neither team has a chance of getting in the playoff, right? For just because now at that point they both have two losses, and your your champions just lost to a three loss team, right. right? But and because that's and that I mean there's not zero chance. So I guess there's some chance. So. Um, but the Big 12 also, after having been shut out of the playoff, is, had realized that having a game that last week does make a difference to the, uh, the, the selection of Illuminati that meets in Kansas City in an undisclosed location that's chaired by Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> I don't know if she's still chairing it. But yeah, she's still chairing it. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny because you look at Oklahoma, they obviously Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. is probably the, it's not the Heisman favorite. Oh, he's my Heisman favorite. Yeah. 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 I didn't know if we were going to pick Heisman no, favorite. No, and, but of course, their thing, they're in the situation now. Because you know, one thing with the with the Big Twelve is they you know, they've gotten hit a little bit on not scheduling that great mm-hmm. outside of the conference, and therefore that's hurt them. So what the Oklahoma did this year is they play at Ohio State, yeah. which is great. Except you bet if you lose you've that game, you've got to play Ohio State on the road. Yeah, if you lose that game, now you're looking at the path is small. Now, now you're looking at you probably can't lose in the Big Twelve. You probably can't lose. Well, you know that whole Oklahoma State Oklahoma back to back game thing can't happen because Oklahoma State and Oklahoma play November fourth. Oh, they don't play. I, I, for some reason, they changed the schedule. Which I guess you know someone was that, actually that thinking. That makes sense. You know, yeah. and so they play West Virginia to end the season. Okay. 
Um, so, you know, but the, the, the most interesting thing about the Big 12 is they are going to be significantly better this year, top to bottom, right. than they were last year. Um, and last year, there's just two really bad teams in, in Kansas and Texas Tech. Um, I think both of them are going to be incrementally better. Kansas, at Texas Tech more than, than Kansas. Sure. Um, but, you know, you, you still have kind of a mushy middle of you know, Iowa State, TCU, West Virginia. And I'm throwing Texas in there. I'm just not bought. I mean, I, I hope Tom Herman does become the thing that Texas fans want because – Frankly, Tom Herman's an interesting guy. And you know what? Texas fans deserve it. That was an answer to y'all. So, but, but in reality, I mean, in reality, I think that was a really good hire. So it's a perfect, yeah, it's a perfect match hire of, of, of program and philosophy and a kid from Texas. And, you know, again, not to make this about Georgia, if Kirby Smart had coached any, for anyone besides Nick Saban, you could say the same thing about Kirby Smart, right? But having having said all of that, I just don't think Texas is going to be there. I, I frankly think Kansas State is going to finish ahead of them in what's got to be Bill Snyder's swan song, right? I mean, I feel I mean, like that he, happened t- ten years ago. I mean, I mean what? he did have to. No, I mean, what's, does he live on Steve Gutenberg's boat? Yeah. I don't understand this. How does he do this? Um, one last thing on the Big Twelve. I'm fascinated by Baylor. Because Baylor, Baylor has that like post, like that Penn State thing, where yeah. it's like, wow, you are like an evil organization, and I want to cheer against you because you're, you've been run by terrible people. Except the people that now run it, like Matt Rule, is like not only is he does he play an entirely different way mm-hmm. than Bryles did, but he's from the East Coast. He actually yeah. has no Texas connections. He plays slow. It's almost as if they brought in a guy to say. Okay, we are so embarrassed by what happened yeah. that like we're just like this guy. He actually went to Penn State, and like they actually brought in someone that's just opposite of every possible person you can have at Baylor. And well, it's like I, so I never decide what I can't figure out if I'm supposed to root against them or root for them in that situation. It happened with Penn State too. Like like you guys let this happen for such a long time, but the people now it's not the kid's fault. There's right. a new guy. There's new people in there that have nothing to do with this. I should be like. Happy for these new people, but I, I still, I guess, I'm just still, still cheering against the laundry. Well, I guess the right thing to the way to approach this is that you know, our Bryles Baylor was Saturday Night Baptist Baylor, right? We're going to the club. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to the club. You know, we're not going to acknowledge each other in the liquor store. But we're going to foot fellowship a bunch. Um, and Matt Rule is Sunday morning Baptist, right? You know, we're we're there. We're in church. Right. We're gonna go. We're, we have a method methodology. We're gonna we're gonna have introduction. We're gonna have a, na- a reading of announcements. We're gonna have an offertory. We have a choir special. The preacher's gonna preach for twenty seven minutes. We're gonna have this as I just as I am at the end. We're gonna have a call to invitation, and you know, the, the preacher's gonna ask the oldest guy in church to to, to say <laughs> a, a prayer. And we're all gonna leave and shake hands. Um, that's the way. Matt, that's the difference between Art Browse. And Matt Rule. I love this metaphor, by the way. <laughs> no, but it's, 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 this is exactly it's really right. It's perfect. This is right? exactly right. So, right. you know, I, the, the difference between Penn State, and I, I, I don't think there's a difference in the level of how horrible the things that happened were, is that the things at Penn State happened for forever, right? And the, and while I mean, the Baylor, Al- Baylor, too. I mean, like, those people... Right, no, it happened a long time. It happened a long time, yeah. right? And, and there are people and whose I lives am, will be ruined forever in the same way they were at Penn State. And, le- and please understand, I am not downplaying what happened to the folks right. at Baylor, but there was a, an utter cult of personality at Penn State that wasn't there at Baylor. Yeah. At Things got out of control. Well, frankly, the, the cult at Baylor was winning. The cult yeah. at, at Penn State was Joe Paterno winning. Right, right. So, um, that, you know, having said all of that, I still think I think the the change in Baylor still has a lot of athletes, 
But the, the, how do they fit in Matt Rule's yeah. system, right? Just it just there's a, there's different. Defensively, I think they're being really good, but offensively, I think it's just going to be a mismatch or whatever. Um, it'll be interesting to watch. I still think they finish somewhere in the middle of the conference. Well, so, you got you to think that I mean Matt Rule has in his rule at Temple was nothing short of phenomenal because I mean before he showed up there, Temple was a complete Steve Adazio afterthought. I mean it was just it was nowhere, and I I've been. Sat there and we'll watched talk about Steve Adazio in ACC preview. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I didn't know he was still coaching. Um, oh, yeah, he's with BC. With his mustache. That's, That's right. Really it's good. a good mustache. Yeah, I don't know how I pulled BC out. But, you know, I, I found myself watching a couple of Temple games last year, and they were, what was it, a couple years ago where they almost beat Notre Dame mm-hmm. uh, when Notre Dame was actually good. And well, I guess. That game was, was, that was this um, college game day game, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, that's it right. Was. It was, and they were winning in the fourth oh, quarter, right. and then totally right. I think it was I Will Fuller that. that you know kind right. of took over that game. Big Will Fuller. Yeah, well, he's with the Texans now. Yes, I think he he's is. injured. I don't know he's, how I know that. He's kind of high on my list. But uh, but yeah, I think I think Matt Rule is going to do really good at Baylor. Um, you know, something interesting I like looking at in all these previews. There's always one team, really in the nation, and you can usually only find one. And and this team is guilty of this before that plays one just dumb, dumb game where they play away. And you're like, what are you Who's scheduling your games? And that goes to... State of, uh, UMass. Exactly. And this year, it's Oklahoma State going to South Alabama. I mean, that's a hornet's nest way to happen. South Alabama ain't that bad. I mean, that's USA. USA, yeah, That's right? Mobile, right? Yes. Yes. It's mobile. mobile. Sorry, it's Mobile. No, it's Mobile. I know. <laughs> you, guys made fun of, you guys made fun of me for that last year when I said Mobile. Oh, I didn't remember that. I completely blanked that. They got great uniforms too because it's all red, white, and blue. Oh, South Alabama, not Oklahoma yeah. State. Uh, a we'll nice little stadium too, Lance Peebles. I enjoyed that stadium. I was there for the uh, for, Peebles, yeah. for the for the rally of uh, yeah. the, the North Korean saber rattlers. So, yes, uh, yes. Um, okay, well, we're gonna move on from that. Yeah, are we done with the Big Twelve? Well, I think. We're, okay, last question on, on Big Twelve. Yes. Uh, who's gonna win, and is that team gonna make the playoff? Oklahoma, yes. I'd, I'd like to see Oklahoma State win it just because Oklahoma and, you know, they. I like to see teams, and I'm not talking about Georgia, but I like to see teams that haven't really always done it, do it. And I think, not that I'm really rooting for Oklahoma State, but, you know, I think they've got the best chance to unseat Oklahoma from just kind of sitting there always. Yeah, I agree with you. I just don't think Oklahoma State's going to have quite the defense to do it. Now, but I did, I did find it interesting. I mean, I thought a lot about Bobby Stoops retiring. Mm-hmm. He retired. A lot of coaches would want to go out on top, right? Because I think he realizes what he has this year. I think he could have stayed, could legitimately stay, gone out with a national championship or at least a national championship run. But I also think he realizes that if his legacies live on, Lincoln, the writing on the walls, Lincoln Riley's going to be the next coach there. So do you leave with Baker Mayfield, who, who I think is the, the the top Heisman candidate yeah. right now, looking at who's in the field, mm-hmm. um, and a legitimate shot at making the uh, the first Big Big Twelve team to make the playoffs? Do you give Lincoln Riley that leg up and and almost put him in a position to succeed in a way that if he left next year, that Lincoln Riley might not be able to? And I think it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, is it similar to what Bo Ryan did at Wisconsin basketball? You know, kind of like saying, "Here's going to be my replacement." I I think it's actually it, it's a little like that, except the guy that plays him was also old. Yeah, and like this yeah. is like heading over to like almost not just his assistant, but almost a new generation. Yeah, like, and I think that that's I think it's somewhat like that, but I feel like also that was Bo Ryan was under a little bit more heat than I think that he was at the time. Not yeah. so much just yeah, I think that's right. just personality wise. And it's not it's not a terrible analogy. I think it's a little different. Well, thanks, Tony. I appreciate that. Let's move on to the Pac-12. <laughs> I didn't make my prediction, by the way. Oklahoma is going to win 
And I think they're going to lose to Ohio State close enough that they can lose one Big 12 game as long as they win the championship game and still get in. So I'm yeah. putting them in the playoffs. Oklahoma is in. Yeah, to the Pac-12. Pac-12. They've got 14 or 12 teams? 14 teams. Okay. Interesting fact. Sam Darnold's dad's name is Dick Hammer. It's 12. <laughs> so let's move on. I think, I think it's all we need to say about our Big 12. His name's what? Dick Hammer. Thus, Will getting some more ice for his Can we do a little more too, please? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Will's playing bartender. No, seriously, Sam Darnold's dad's name is Dick Hammer. He played, <laughs> played basketball at Southern Cal, right? Yes. He was um, he was an actor. He was an extra in Chips or something? I don't remember. <laughs> wow. Who wasn't an extra in Chips? Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, well, John Baker, because he was a star. Hold on. We're going to put... Uh, hey, Chad, get on that. We're putting Chad the intern on that. Uh, Why don't we have an intern, by the way? Yeah, guys, if, if you live in Athens, want to be our intern. Yeah. We're looking for interns. Come to East Athens, and my parents will put you to work bringing the sofa. He did play basketball at Southern Cal. Uh, I can confirm that because Wikipedia is always right. And uh, no, one, one thing I want to say about the SEC, uh, particularly SEC South, uh, one of the things I've absolutely loved— You mean the Pac-12 South? So the Pac-12, sorry. Uh, the Pac-12. I was looking at USC, sorry. Uh, one of the things I love about the Pac-12 is I want to talk about now. The ESPN has been running this series, this, the writing of the top 25 games— of 2016, which is, mm-hmm. I can't think of a better way to get me fired up for the season. Like, sure. that's very... It's genius. It's a really smart idea. And, uh, unfortunately, the Georgia-Tennessee game is it's on like there. It's like fifth, right? Yeah, it was, I think it's fifth or sixth. But I have forgotten, because, you know, it's around the holidays, and you don't get a chance. I did not watch that USC-Pitt State game live. Oh, it was great. That was amazing! <laughs> like, I can't believe I didn't... Like, that's... It's, again, it's another example of why it's a bummer that that... Like, that should have been... Playoff game. If Absolutely. that was a playoff game, we would talk about that for. It's incredible. And so I know that the USC <laughs> USC hype train, as the solid verbal always puts it, people always get on it early, and then something goes wrong, and things turn. I have to say, I am all in on the SEC hype train this year. On the USC, on the, the SEC said, hype train. You say that. USC, USC yeah. hype train is running. Yeah. Uh, me too. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to. Um, now I have some. I have some good friends that are Southern Cal fans, and and they are. After after some of the Pete Carroll foibles, particularly as they wandered through the wilderness, uh, he would he would readily tell you that um, any anybody who anybody who was touched by their current athletic administration is um, is doomed to failure, right? Uh, but I think they have enough talent. I think they have enough with their assistant coaches. It, no matter how good or bad Clay Helton is, their assistant coaching staff is going to is going to get them there. And I hundred percent agree. I think. You know, they are the top team in the, the Pac-12 South with a bullet. No one's close. Yeah. Um, and part of that has to do with the fact that both the Arizona schools are falling off right. a cliff. Rich Rod actually might have to give up his his I thought oil was, royalties list. Yeah, I thought that was turning too. Like I really thought the Rich Rod thing was going to turn. Um, he drew just he threw that bus off the cliff. Yeah, I really thought it was coming back around. And I feel bad because you know Rich Rod was offered the Alabama job. Oh yeah, offered the Alabama job. And listen, the Michigan thing didn't work, but I felt like that was more because of Michigan being weird. Well, because necessarily weird. Uh, Rich, Rich Rod being I'm terrible. sorry, Michigan man disagrees. Yes, yes, sorry, yes. John D. Bacon. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so, so, are you, are you saying that USC might go undefeated? I can let's, – let's, let's look up their schedule because uh, I don't know their non-conference. But. I mean, they're playing Texas and Western Michigan, and, and P.J. Flex no longer at Western Michigan. Where, the Where did he go? He went to Minnesota? He went to Minnesota. Minnesota. You know, I think – I have Western, many thoughts about P.J. Flex. Western but. Michigan said that he could not use the row the boat. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. Why? 
Because it was theirs. It was theirs. Like, like, think about that. Now they're going to, Western Michigan is going to trot out there against USC and, you know, saying the row of the boat thing. And they're going to have this, like, no name yeah. coach yeah, and like, probably horrible team. Nobody's going to care anymore. That's what. It's almost well, like I, you make it a bigger deal than it should be. Well, Eastern Michigan's the real Michigan now. Well, Eastern Michigan is that team a couple years ago that tried to <laughs> break through a, like a cinder block wall and <laughs> oh, all yeah, that failed great. miserably. That's great. That's By yeah. the way, this is breaking straight from Chad, our intern. Uh-huh. Dick Hammer was the Marlboro Man. That's makes, even more cool. That, make, than being that makes Sam even cooler now. <laughs> but yeah, I just to me this. Lo- I think you know there's a reason to be excited about watching. Obviously, Chris Peterson has done great stuff there. And it sets up for a potential because like, it looks very obvious more than really any other conference. Yeah. Who the best team in, in each, each of these divisions is? Yeah. Washington's clearly the best in the North. USC is clearly the best in the South. It's a shame they play that game in the worst. NFL Stadium. It is all, like I honestly would rather see a game at the Oakland Coliseum where they are leaving and nobody cares. That the Santa Clara Stadium, the Levi oh, Stadium, is terrible. Nobody, everybody, like everyone, immediately hated it. Tim Kawakami, who just started with the Athletic uh, San Francisco, but wrote for the San Jose newspaper for years and years and years. He wrote this incredible piece about how much they screwed up that place when they built it. How much the Pac-12 is already desperately trying to get out of it. Like, I was trying to think of an example. What's wrong with it? It's it, it, first of all, it, there, there's there's several things. First off, where it is is obviously a problem. Santa Santa Clara, it's not near any, like, it's near Silicon Valley, but it's not like. Where Steve Nash played? Yeah, yes, yes, but it's really really near Facebook and and, and Google and everything else. I think think a good example imagine if Gwinnett County were 60 miles, 50 miles from Atlanta, and they put a, they put the Falcons' new stadium there. But it's not even the new Falcon Stadium. It's like, uh, well, the new Falcons Stadium circa 2007. Yeah, like the Panther Stadium. Yeah, they brought in, they brought like the Panther yeah, Stadium. It's not, like, yeah, it, like, that's it, right. but but it's actually a little worse. Like another problem too is the way they, they there's a lot of things they didn't uh, suppose like the great tech minds out there did not figure out. Like apparently the they actually should have turned the field around because whenever the game times generally particularly for 49ers games, the sun is actually in the exact wrong place. If they just turned the stadium around, it would have been a lot, but they just didn't do that. Yeah. There's all sorts of like just it's all it's very generic. It's not has no personality. Everybody hates it. And if you've seen the Pac-12 championship games, they are like you can get tickets for them for like two dollars on stuff up before well, the game. Well not to mention the weather in early December in that part of the Bay right, Area. Exactly. Is it's almost always universally fifty-four degrees and spin rain. Yeah, I mean it's just yeah. it's, it's a just it's completely a Mediterranean climate. So climate. So, but you know, but it's interesting you brought up. I, I agree with you about Washington. I just think Stanford can be can play the role of spoiler here. the The thing is, is that they play Southern Cal early in that game's at home for Southern Cal. Uh, that game, Washington, Washington returns a lot from the team that made the playoffs last year. Um, but they are a team with a with a good quarterback and a really good defense exposed them, and I think that's what Southern Cal is going to have, frankly. And I think that's uh, that does. I don't think that changes Jake Browning's probably your top Heisman candidate out of the Pac-12. I think Sam Darnold can mm-hmm. can chase him there, but I don't think there's any doubt that Southern Cal and, and Washington are nearly destined to play in uh, in Levi Stadium. Yeah, it's funny when you look at the Big Twelve. It reminds me a little bit of what happens in the Big Ten when Michigan and Penn State were both down. Mm-hmm. When both of them were down, all of a sudden it's just look at it like, wait, this conference is actually kind of not that great. Yeah. That's what's kind of happening. Yeah, Oregon's down. Oregon's down. Stanford is not down, but not stepping forward. UCLA's down. Like, if UCLA and Oregon are both down at the same time, 
this conference really doesn't have a lot of challenges for Washington. So who do you think the second team in the South is? I think it's probably UCLA. Is it Colorado on the come? Colorado, yeah. I think it's Colorado. That's why. You think it's Colorado UCLA? Yeah. I still Colorado. feel like UCLA's got enough talent, even with as messy as they are. But yeah, Colorado. I think that's as much of indicative of the problem in the Pac-12 as anything, is the idea of Colorado is your second-place team in, that, in, in the side of the conference. And they're the best challenger for USC. USC's going to coast. I, I, I can see USC being undefeated. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I think they have the chance to be the – I think they have the most likely chance to be the undefeated team going into – I mean, the only real challenge they have is that game at Notre Dame in, what, November or whenever they play. And everybody wins at Notre Dame. (laughs) Sure. We'll talk about that later. Um, So are we done with the Pac-12? Yeah. Are we going to make a prediction? I'm trying to think if anybody else is interesting in – Well, uh, I mean, Dr. Mike Leach is always interesting. That's true. Well, no, I think – but Washington State also could have a say in what happens in the Is that guy Falk still their quarterback? Yeah, they would have been kind of fun. Uh, Luke, if they were Luke, nice. Luke Falk. Yeah, he's probably a uh, he's probably a forty-seventh yeah. year senior or something. <laughs> if Washington State were in the South, which of course they would not be, they're in Washington State. But like they would be, they probably my second my second place. Now I think they're behind Stanford and maybe even behind Oregon. But I don't know about Oregon. This but yeah, quarter, I think that's. that's I mean, fine. The, the problem with them is that like they'll get hot at the end of the year, but then they'll lose to Eastern to Washington yeah, at the Portland. beginning of the year or something. Yeah, yeah. Portland's Portland, yeah, Portland State last Portland, year. Portland, the soccer right. team. Right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, Look, Mike Lee just still throwing shade at Texas Tech over his contract, which he probably should be, but whatever. Well, I'm going to continue to pull for Washington. I pulled for him last I'm, year. I'm down with that. That's a, they're a very likable team. Right? They, they, they have the dogs written on the front yeah, of the yeah. helmet. And, uh, it's uniforms. Yeah, you know, my son wears a Washington hat because yeah. he's fond of anything that starts with a W. Yeah. I've so been to that stadium before. It's a beautiful stadium. It's gorgeous. It's right in the water. We went last summer. Yeah, so yeah, and it's it's absolutely wonderful. So yeah, I Washington is a team. The problem with Washington, though, is they're a team, as we've seen when they get to the playoffs. Well, sure. You just don't really take very seriously. And you take USC. Well, how can you take USC seriously? You saw what Alabama did. To him by dressing him down at the beginning of last year. Yeah, but we saw Florida State get dressed down two years ago, and like you know, I mean, it happens. that's Florida State. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, Big Ten, right? Yeah. So it's predictions. Predictions. I think USC is winning this, and I think USC is making. I'm gonna go with Washington. Uh, Southern Cal, and they're in the playoffs. Okay. All right. Cool. So so far, we do not have a team shut out of the playoff. We do not that is true. Have a team. Shut out of play. So okay, let's go to the Will's Big Ten. favorite conference. My, <laughs> my, uh, the the conference of my youth. So we're um, going to put Will on a twenty minute timer with Illinois. I don't think I don't think I'll need it this year. This is a very good year to not need. Uh, I will very briefly on Illinois. And Illinois has a very real possibility to start zero and four. Um, they both stayed at home, which is which is not, <laughs> not day. It's not an easy like it's the <laughs> easiest one they have. But they play home against Western Kentucky, very scary. Uh, at South Florida, very scary. And the Big Ten plays nine games now. Yep. So see, normally you would say, what is a Big Ten team going to South Florida for? But actually, it's Illinois. It's yeah. Illinois. Yeah, so it's so Illinois. It's like they're trading with Duke uh, in a couple of years. So what about that Northwestern game? Northwestern should be really good this year. So they're going to be regretfully, uh, regretfully it's, good. It's very Go annoying, Cats. but I think that this might be like I still like they're recruiting. Say what you listen. Illinois is an ongoing process. Illinois just got a a guy from USC. They just took a, a guy that USC was going for, a defensive lineman. Lovey Smith is Who, clearly but was a punter at Southern Cal, but yeah, no, <laughs> he's a part of Southern Cal, defensive lineman at Illinois. No, uh, but Lovey Smith is 
doing interesting things recruiting wise one of the things he's really doing is he's focusing on like he's not getting a lot of early signings mm-hmm. he's actually waiting until he knows guys he's going very like grandpa about it he's very old school about it it's a very d- different strategy I mean, he's doing like he's drafting a team yeah and he's doing frankly the opposite of PJ Fleck we brought yeah. PJ Fleck earlier that I think will be very fascinating to see where Illinois and Minnesota are in five years because they have very opposite recruiting <clears throat> and very opposite even outgoing public personas. PJ Fleck is this big booster of a guy. He's an outgoing personality and he likes to get big signings that they've lost. They've had like three guys that they, they made a big thing about. He verbally committed and they lost all three. Yeah. Like they're like very much a flash trying and Fleck is a, a magnetic personality and he's young and he's fun. And whereas Levy Smith is very tortoise Take your time. Get my guys in here. And uh, it's been reasons to be concerned about it, but I think it's starting to see some results, even though I there's you will not see them on the field this year. This is not going to be very good. You know, for a big state university, in my opinion, Illinois is the mo- – no offense. Oh. Illinois is one of the most forgettable college football teams. Which is frustrating I mean, because when you think of the history – Coming from like growing up here in the oh, South. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, I, I don't it. know anything about – which is, which is a shame because you haven't taught me. Think about who was there. Like Red Grange is like Dick Butkus. Dick Butkus. Um, like even like Jeff George yeah. and like Tony Eason yeah. and uh, and you know and Jake's. Jacob. Well, in the modern, yeah. the, the problem with Illinois in the modern what was that? Is that Jacob's dad? No, not Jacob's yeah, dad. No, his, his dad is named Tony Eason, <laughs> yeah, but it is a different guy. Tony Eason. Um, the interesting thing about Illinois is that they have in the modern era, post seventy, let's say, they have had. Um, years of abject, like just like top of the line, you know, Rose Bowls essentially, oh, yeah. Sugar Bowl, the Kirk Kittner year, right? Yeah. And then they played LSU in, in the Sugar, Sugar Bowl. <laughs> they right? killed. They played USC in, in the, the Rose Bowl. Bowl. I know Georgia should have played them. <laughs> yes, they, they, right. they, 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 that's, that's a spot. Yeah, that's but, but you know, but they don't they don't surround that with you know Alamo Bowl and and Belk Bowl and they. They either go to a New York Six Bowl or they finish three and nine. Yeah. Oh, and if, that, that, if that, and that, yeah. but that's what that's what Illinois does. They did beat RG three in the Texas Bowl one year. They, that's they right. The that. Texas Bowl. That's right. They, they did. did. They you did. know, it's amazing. We've been talking about the Big Ten for ten minutes, and which is one. It's way too much in my opinion. <laughs> but we have not mentioned Michigan or Ohio State. Yeah, because well, this is an Illinois <laughs> league. Obviously, it's funny. Well, it, I don't think you should mention Michigan. Yeah. When you get to the West, it's it, it is a little disturbing because. So we can say Wisconsin in the West, right? Well, this is the problem. This is the problem is Nebraska – the divisions of the Big Ten are obviously incredibly imbalanced. The three traditionally best programs in the Big Ten are Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. And really, Michigan State could arguably be fourth, and they're all in that division. Like like, the one advantage Illinois has is they're not Indiana, Maryland, or Rutgers, who are all stuck in the in the East. They're in the SEC, which is a bummer. Yeah, but it's even worse than that. It's even more like like, like, there's no Georgia, there's no Florida, there's no Tennessee in the in the the Big Ten West. Really, because Wisconsin's a Tennessee. Wisconsin is funny because before twenty before twenty years ago, Wisconsin was Northwestern. Right, like Wisconsin was nothing before like 20, 25 years ago until Alvarez came. Yeah, and Alvarez kind of turned it into something. There are those in the Big Ten that believe, longtime observers that believe this is they're taking advantage of the of a recent weakness of Illinois, a recent weakness of Northwestern, a recent weakness of Minnesota, and the fact is Wisconsin is in a is an art, is artificially higher than they should be. But right now, I think to clear the favor in that division, Northwestern may be second, which is really depressing. 
And the really thing is, until Nebraska gets good again, and, and I don't know they why might they not. would. Like that, that's the thing. Their they've uniforms got, are good this they've year. They've got good uniforms. They've got an incredible fan base. They're even better this year. I mean, it's fine. We, we I'll get to it. Trust me. We will talk about Georgia. Well, I want to talk about the uniforms in a second. I think they're actually doing one of them at Illinois this year. And um, Georgia, uh, we've, we've talked about Georgia's going to be playing their name this year. To be one of what? my yeah, I don't forget about that. One of my the, my favorite sports photos is when Nebraska played at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame did not quite... You know, Notre Dame, of course, has all the pride of Notre Dame. Yeah. Has, and if you see, they, they did a helicopter picture yes. above, and the whole stadium is red. Yeah. The whole stadium is red. Nebraska people just... Are you, are you saying that you're, you think that might be... Uh, it's on the table. If, it's on the if, table. If it doesn't happen, it is purely because Notre Dame fans learned decide to hang on to the yeah. tickets and they sell the them for a really, really high price. I mean, it's an unbelievable photo to see Notre Dame Stadium in most full of red. Yeah, it's it's a, a shocking photo. The, and the more look, somebody the, needs to take a drone up to Notre Dame Stadium yeah. and get that photo for us. Look, in the spring, I predicted we would take twenty thousand people, easily thirty thousand. There is no way we don't. How many does that same hold? 70, 68, oh, 70? Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be like Georgia Tech. Or not even. Oh, it's going to be Arizona State. <laughs> I mean, remember, yeah. it's worth noting Vince Dooley is throwing out the first pitch at the Cubs game on Friday. Oh, it's crazy. Like, this is clearly a Georgia weekend. Yes. And the Falcons play the Bears on exactly. Sunday. Exactly. Yes. So it is. Y'all going to that? There is a reason. No. For the record, I, just, to be, just to be clear with this, I still don't have my ticket. I have my plane ticket and I have my Airbnb. I don't have my ticket. So, which is fine. I'm eyeing the market we'll, like everybody we'll else. Get is. your ticket. No, that's okay. I'm, we'll getting, get your I'm getting a ticket if I have to. Well, I'm watching. I, I I'm watching the market very closely, yeah. but it is it is that market is not going down right now. Right. That's probably the best way to put it. It's a bull market. But anyway, so, the point is, so if you have if you have a pair, what right. we'll say. Well, yes, yes, one or two, whatever. But point is, is um, um, Nebraska is a if Nebraska doesn't come back to what Nebraska used to be, the Big Ten is a substantially weaker conference, especially the East. Oh, West. And, yes, and and because of that, because I don't know why they would, why if you're a young recruit, why the hell would you go to Nebraska? Like why would you go to Nebraska? You don't even remember when they were good. But that's, all now it's just it's just cold, a bunch of cold crazy. But that's part of the problem is that they are still living on the why wouldn't you come play for Nebraska? And Tom Osborne's not well. He's not walking through. He's that the door. AD, so he is walking through. Oh, the he door. is going to walk through. But the door. is he the AD now or is he a state? He's, he's a congressman. The US, US yeah, he's still hanging around. I don't, yeah, he's still I don't hanging around. Um, so. Let's talk about the Big Twelve, Big Ten East. No. Yeah, that's what really matters. That's what really matters, right? So, let's, let, let let me let me posit this: Michigan is not going to be this rebuild year for Michigan. I think of those three, I would put Ohio State and Penn State above Michigan. Uh, clearly above them. Yeah. You have you have a problem with that, or is there their uniform? I'm, I'm losing interest. You? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, their uniform's not pretty, and. Um, but I think Ohio State and Penn State, you know, they have a – I think they're clearly above the, the other teams. I think there's – the interesting team in that division is is Indiana. Uh, I don't think they're going to obviously bust out the other two. But they could jump Michigan this year. Now, that's that's purely a – I don't know if I'd go that far. Well, I'm just saying I, I think there's a possibility of that. They have a, they have a senior team. They have um, they have a, a new coach who is essentially the old coach, which helps. <laughs> Um, having said all that, Oklahoma State and Penn State, I'm sorry, Ohio State and Penn State, that is going to be a really interesting, I mean, you know, Penn State won that game last year, 24-21, and that... And they looked better at the end of the year they did than anyone better. the Big Ten did. They looked it. They did. They looked really, really good. And they gave Southern Cal all they could handle. So here's my hot take. You want some hot takes? I'm down for a hot take. Who wants a hot take? I got hot takes. 
Um, I don't think Big Ten, the Big Ten is getting a team to play off this year. Really? I disagree with you. I think that I think this obviously is going to be one conference. I think it's the Big Ten. I think it's what's going to happen. One of two things are going to happen. Either these three teams that are clearly the best three teams, and I think arguably the best two teams, are going to knock each other around. Ohio State's schedule is actually particularly tough. They play at Nebraska. They play at Iowa. They get really tough on and the Oklahoma. other side. Right. They get Oklahoma home. But, like, they've got – there are losses on their schedule. Right. All it takes is – because eventually what's going to happen is there's going to be an obvious Big Ten – uh, team that's supposed to get in the playoffs, and they're going to lose to Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship. Sure. There's a ton of roadblocks. To me, Ohio State seems like the best team, but they're not so much better that they can go through a gauntlet of playing Michigan and Pitt State and at Iowa and at, uh, at Nebraska and home against Oklahoma and get away with not at least having two losses in there. And I think, and, and playing the Big Ten Championship game. So I think. This, this, they're all going to knock each other, self, each other out, and the Big Ten is going to be the conference that does not get a team in the playoff. And Jim Delaney is going to lose his freaking mind because of it. Well, I would. I disagree about that, but I don't think Ohio State wins the Big Ten this year. Interesting. I think little Jimmy, Jamie Franklin finally gets his. All right, good for him. I, I don't like it. <laughs> it does not <laughs> give me pleasure to say that. I say that uh, for a couple of reasons. One. Um, we're in year five of Obermeyer. Um, we've seen what happens in year fives. That's crazy talk. Yeah. It really is crazy talk. JT Barrett, who is, um, who I frankly thinks of the, one of the Heisman candidates from yeah. the, uh, from the, the Big Ten, um, I think he's reached the ceiling. I mean, what we saw last year is what he is, and which is not bad. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. But he's not a superstar. He, he is... He is a very, very, very good athlete right. who is not the type of guy. He's not Trent Richardson. He's not. Right. Uh, let's use a quarterback example. He's not. He's, he's not Cam Newton. He's, he's not, not Deshaun Watson. He's not Deshaun Watson. Right. right. right? He's not the guy. I, I could be proven wrong. I just don't think he's the guy. And Penn State has a lot of returners on defense, and I think they have the other two. Penn State has the other two Heisman candidates in the conference in Tress McSorley and and Saquon Barkley. I just awesome. think I just think Penn State's gonna be a really fun team. It kills me to say that. It kills me even more to say that, considering Will Jamie Franklin's the quarter, the, the the coach there. But I, I get it. I, I think it. I think he has lightning in the bottle. I and, get it. And not I mean, their they, schedule is not nearly as tough. It's not. The, their hardest game is at Ohio State. They, they play Georgia State. They, they host Georgia State. That's awesome. I mean, I, and, 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 look, I hope the Panthers win. I mean, this is me hoping the Panthers. Sure, sure. I'm going to the first Thursday game, by the way. I'm going. I'm, we have t- I have six tickets. I have to tell you Thursday. about that. Really, really like Georgia it. State against Tennessee State at, 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 at the ten. At the ten, or now Georgia State Stadium. Yeah, but have fun with that. Let I'm, me know, I'm, I'm let me know how that is. I, I might be. We'll, we'll I'm excited. It's a Thursday night. What we'll to say? Be fun. That's yeah. your thing. Oh, I love Georgia State football on Thursday night. Are you offering? Are you offering a ticket? Or we've got six. I'm sure we'll figure it out. because I think there'll be some. I think Adair's going to come with me, and then and whether it depends on whether or not my dad comes. Okay. There's a game at the end of August, like a legit college football game. Yes, in Melbourne. Is it really? Yeah, Rice and Stanford. Rice. Is, it, is it like uh, last year? Right. Seriously. I mean, you mean on Thursday the first the first? No, game? no, no. Oh, there's no. one in August. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're so right. it's not I the think, first. I think Rice and Stanford play in Melbourne. That, I don't. That sounds. That sounds. You good are right. I did. I, you are totally right about this. Hang on, uh, just a second. But I'm you know, what, you know, what was crazy about that last year when Cal played, the announcers weren't really there. Yeah. And it was impossible to watch. Once I figured that out, because they didn't tell you, of course. Yes. But they were doing the play by play from like Bristol. 
Yeah, August 26th, Rice and Stanford play, and I'm pretty sure it's in Melbourne. <laughs> at uh, either Olympic Stadium or Melbourne Cricket Grounds or something. We're bringing it up. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Yeah, Cal so, played Hawaii last year, and then Hawaii had to fly to Michigan and play Michigan the next right. week. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, Hawaii does a home game at Gillette Stadium against UMass in the back of a home game in three weeks. There are five games on Saturday, August 26th. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's like awesome. I, I know. That's we get like so a crazy. free weekend. Yeah. Well, there's a there's an after there's a Bobo game. Oh yeah, Colorado State. State. Yeah, against Oregon State, that could be kind of fun. Uh, Colorado State's game. winning that game. Um, they oh, got a new stadium. Fun. They're opening up. Yep. No, have that's said, fun. Have sell that. I think Penn State wins the Big Ten, uh, and I think they make the playoff. Yeah. All right. I am. I, I, I am. I'm tempted by your notion, but I think Penn State. I just don't. Feel like all like listen. It was one year ago, we were like, "Is he going to survive the year?" Like, and even not only one year ago, in mid September, you wondered if he was going to survive the year. Obviously, they got it turned around. He's still not a tactical genius. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He like he's a motivator, and I don't entirely trust those guys all the way across the board. I can see that. Yeah. No, I don't care who wins the Big Ten. I'm just going to pick something <laughs> like, uh, I hope uh, D'Antonio ha- rises from the ashes and Michigan State wins it. Just that, to that, mess that, would, that would be Which awesome. could happen. It, I, and frankly, I think, I think Wisconsin would be a lot of fun too. Yeah. All right, moving on to the ACC. ACC, the So The Coastal and Atlantic, who's in it? The reigning national champion, <laughs> Clemson yes. Tigers. I I, uh, I saw the media guy. I'm doing a piece for SportsCenter this week of making fun of the finish the drill and seize the day and all the dumb names that the the dumb slogans that all teams have all the time. And so I've been flipping through a bunch of media guides. Clemson has the like the, Clemson has earned this, but yeah. the cover of their media guide is just like you can. That's almost confetti coming off the page. Yeah, they <laughs> earned it. They earned it. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it, it, is, uh, it is funny. So are they going to do it again? Will? No. No. Sorry, I'm not saying will. no. I'm not will. No. No, I don't think they're going to win the national championship again. Do you think they're going to win the coastal or the Atlantic or which one? I don't. <laughs> the Atlantic. I don't. But oh, they're going to be good. They're going to be the second yeah. best team in the SEC. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, probably. I think so. They're certainly going to be the second best team in their division. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think. I think this is the year that the ACC, which they when they went into divisions and everything, and, and had. Florida right. State and Miami bracketed in the opposite divisions, which have never played the championship game. Mm-hmm. This is the year this that year finally yeah. comes yeah. to FSU Miami. It is FSU so funny because when they did that, That's they were like, exactly this is going to happen every year. Can't this is going to suck. I can't wait. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe Virginia Tech gets in sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, I think Virginia Tech could. <laughs> I don't think they will. How do we feel about how do we feel about uh, the government in exile over there and uh, with Rick and Miami? Um, they, they, they've lost a couple players, and I think their starting center left the team. Yeah. They lost a quarterback, obviously. Yeah. But so Kaya's gone. If they have a quarterback, they're going to win the, the Coastal. Yeah. I mean, it's just no way around it. Uh, they're they're <laughs> yeah. that much better. They've got four team. uniform combinations coming this year with an orange helmet. That's, that's going to be that's hard. Oh, uh, let me give you a moment. Tell, me, tell us about Nebraska's uniforms. Oh, well, should I wait till the end? No, I've got a list at the end. Okay, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll go to the end. end. Yeah, okay. yeah, I've got a list. Okay. I'm sorry. I like look, I'm giving Scott right now. I was like, we are really going to yeah. talk about that, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we will at the end of this podcast. So stay tuned. I have to say, I'm going to go a little bit against uh, what we might want here. Uh, I am Justin Fuente up. I have the Justin Fuente fever. And this feels that uh, I know that people are very excited about. This feels like 
Something Georgia fans may have a lot of familiarity with. This is a year where it looks like Miami should win that division and the, they might have the most talent. Uh, really? It's going all together. It's not a surprise they won it last year. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Right, I know, I know. Um, this was the hardest division for me to pick. Yeah. I spent a lot of time looking at this. A lot of times, like seven minutes. But I spent a lot of time looking at this. I just think, um, I, I think Virginia Tech's they're rebuilding on offense, and that's the reason I went with, with Miami. But I really wanted to pick Virginia Tech because I, I believe in Fuente too. Or I, I think he is. Um, he just changed. It's funny how quickly he made that his for a place that 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 was. But that was that, well, that was the craziest coaching search ever, right? I mean, Beamer said he was going to retire, and like four days later, they were announcing Fuente. Yeah. It was like it wasn't like it was like. Hey, like, have your friend call my friend. And next thing you know, they're they're heading to Las Vegas to get married. Well, it's Virginia Tech. They're heading to Gatlinburg to get married. Well, I mean, because <laughs> Beamer like was the guy, and then now it feels like an entirely different it's not even team. his program anymore. Yeah, it's like an entirely different team, entirely different culture in like just over a year. Yeah, a guy like that, I feel like that guy's got great things. In it wouldn't surprise me if Virginia Tech wins that side, but I think Miami's going to win it. But we haven't talked about Florida State at all. Do we feel very comfortable with Florida State? Yeah, Florida State's going to win. Well, you know, Florida State needs to needs to look out because I mean, two out of the first three games. I mean, if they get if they get smoked by Alabama, say they did. I mean, if Alabama shows up and does what they do in the first games of the season, where they pants Michigan, they pants USC. You know, what if that happens? And then they got an off week basically against Louisiana Monroe. Maybe not. Because of the, the the down factor, if they did get smoked, and then they got uh, Miami and Mark Rick coming in. I mean, that's by week three. Oh, Scott, I, it's I'm, Miami. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm I'm saying it could happen, and, and they're having a, a whole lot tougher start of the schedule than probably the, their fans would. Yeah, like. I, I don't I don't doubt that Florida State fans are going to be like mad, and FSU Twitter is going to be off the hook in the middle of September. But the reality is, is that. They have Clemson at home. They have Louisville at home. Yeah, I'm talking about the first three weeks. Not I, no, Clemson no, no. I understand that. But we're talking about a whole season, right? FSU's playing in the championship game. I, I just don't think Clemson has what it takes. I mean, Louisville So you're has, saying they could play in the championship game with two losses or something like that? Well, if only one of the losses in the ACC. I mean, Alabama doesn't play in the ACC. So, I know that. They're going to yeah, have Cubs hands. But even – yeah, right. Nice. <laughs> nice. But they, they could – I like throwing the shade at the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but I, they could still lose two, two games – and play in the ACC championship. I, that's that's what I think the state of the ACC is this year. ACC is good, uh, top to bottom is good, right? I don't think they have the standout two, one or two teams like they did last year. Uh, I think Clemson's lost. I mean, you can't lose the best player or second best player in in program history uh, and expect a random four star recruit step in 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 fill those shoes. Um, then that's that's Clemson's problem. Not to mention they lost a lot on defense. Do too. we have do we have any Louisville wonderlust? Is there any argument? I mean, for I, I think Lamar Jackson's going to be in the Heisman discussion yeah. again. But Louisville's Louisville. I mean, mm-hmm. the only thing going for Louisville is Ty Grant, who's not their defensive coordinator. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, and, that's coming. And, well, yeah, right. <laughs> but but you know, the, the reality is is that Louisville's Louisville, and we're talking about a team that looked spectacular until October twenty fifth, mm-hmm. and looked like. A middle of the road ACC team after that, even with the Heisman Trophy winner. In the high, frankly, the Heisman Trophy winner didn't look that great after. Yes, yeah, second half of the year, like he won that thing. And once they figured, once they figured him out, it was that. That doesn't mean he can't regain that form. I just don't think. I just, uh, Louisville. I was trying to think of what he would have to do to win another 
for Heisman, considering how kind of like half-assed we were about like voting for him last year. Oh, I think I think he has to be. I think he has to be ten to. He has to be. No, I think that like for him to win it again, yeah. he needs to be so overwhelming mm-hmm. and so because I don't think he carry that team. Yeah, they don't want to vote for him again. Well, last, but he last was not year, an inspiring vote last year. But last year there was not that one guy that stood out. And let me, he, he, that's what I mean. So he was the begrudging vote, right? Like he kind of won in October I mean, and then coasted, right? So and th- no one likes to give it to a guy twice, right? So he, for him to do it, he needs to just be oh, what to, he was in September. Oh, he's going to blow all the doors year. off everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I don't, not, think I don't see that happening. Yeah. I mean, look, in Louisville was you know Texas Tech with a, a better defense last year. They were you know. What eight and four, and they frankly just didn't look at all interested at the end of the season in playing football. <laughs> and you know, I, I don't know, maybe Bobby Trainer got a new motorcycle. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yes. who's to say? Met a new, met a new trainer friend, a new trainer friend who is now the director of football development. Yes, yes. We don't know. So, what do y'all, how, how do y'all feel about tech this year? Ooh, I'd rather not. I'd rather not feel anything about tech. Um, I want, I want tech to be good enough that that game is not it. <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, you know, that's a great way of putting it. Wow. Wow. Will, you know what? Will's, Will's indoctrination as a Georgia fan is almost nearly complete. He just complained that's about students I mean. being back last week. This week he's, he's throwing big shade at Tech. Yeah, that's um, what I want. That's what I want. I don't want that game to be at noon. I think they're third in their division, whichever division that is. And they're coastal. They're the farthest team from the coast. It drives me crazy. <laughs> uh, well, I guess Syracuse is a little further. Yeah. But, um, they're, they're motto this year. But faster. Syracuse faster. is in the Atlantic. But I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. Well, um, I thought you were going like strictly coastal. Well, yeah, Syracuse is farther from the Atlantic than Texas. And um, the. Pittsburgh's probably further away. Yeah, well, Chad, check that. No, they're on um, the coast of the lake. The coast of the. <laughs> yeah, they're really close. Coast to of the, the rivers. They're on the coast. Pittsburgh's on the coast of Allegheny. Yeah. And on the Monog- Monongahela. Monongahela. Um, so, I don't know. I, th- I think Tag probably is. Third in their division. Do, do they beat Tennessee in the in the new Mercedes Benz Dome? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. That's gonna and, be a, an, an interesting. Game. I want to put that off to next week. I really because I, cool I, I hadn't thought a lot about it. Um, How do we feel about our pal Larry Fedora in North Carolina right now? I just think he should wear more fedoras. <laughs> you, a, a big uniform announcement on that. Also, did y'all see? <laughs> no, I didn't see. We'll it. get into that. We'll get into that. We're gonna table it. Oh yeah, they had the, uh, the yeah yeah yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So I, I just. I mean, I, I'm with Will. I hope they're good enough that game's not a noon game. And, yeah, they, they have all the potential to be 8-4. I mean, they're there. They're there. They're there. That's yeah. what they do. Like, yeah. you know. Although they had a good season last year, which means this year is not good. Yeah. I, like, I like grumpy Paul Johnson on the radio. Oh, God. If they beat, he, uh, if they beat Tennessee, he's just going to be unbearable. All right. So, uh, predictions. I'm picking Florida State. I'm yes. picking Florida State to make the playoff. And, in fact, be the number one overall going I'm going to pick Miami. Wow. Miami. Yes. Wow. I have to say, if that happens, the guarantee's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, it's not that Miami's going to be that good. I think Florida State's going to stumble and just going to be one of those years where they're like, what happened? My God, if Miami, Miami makes the playoff. No, I didn't say playoff. I'm saying the ACC. Let's win the ACC. So you think they're the ones that get left out? I don't, I mean, it's so... Yes, you in the back. I think FSU wins. FSU does not play in the playoff. Interesting. So who's, who's their losses? Um, I think they lose to Miami. Okay. Um, I think they will probably well, lose to Alabama. Alabama. They might lose to Alabama. In Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's two so losses right dogging that. You know, my, when we started this talk, you're like, uh, you know, now you're saying they'll, they'll lose both those games. I have to say, though, and so if, if you're going to pick Florida State, I think they'll lose both If you're going to pick Florida State to 
So not, not make the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. So that means they start one and two because two of the first two games are Alabama. Yeah. And then, then if they win the rest and win the ACC, there's gonna be a lot of chatter about. They'll have one at my, at Florida. Yeah. They'll have one at Florida in the last game. I don't think they beat the Florida. That's how they lost. So there's three. Oh, okay. Well, there's yeah. three. Okay. Yeah. Put it wow. to bed. Wow. That'd be fun. Florida taking out. Yeah. I just said, look. I. You have to somewhere along the way. Look, I've already named three teams in. Um, and I'm, I don't think there's any secret that I think the SEC champion's going to get into the right. playoffs. I think we're all right. We're all right. So I've already said Oklahoma, Southern Cal, Penn State. So I just think there's an imaginary world, by the way, where that doesn't happen and Georgia loses to Notre Dame and loses one of Florida, Tennessee, but beats Alabama, and then there's no. Like, well, Florida wins. If Florida wins SEC, if Georgia wins SEC and keeps whoever the SEC, the, whoever would have been the you know. Crown Prince of the SEC to the playoffs. I don't give a damn. Sign me up. And if they, if they don't make the playoff, if yeah, Georgia maybe if Georgia wins the SEC and keeps whoever from the West out of the playoffs, hundred percent. I don't give a crap. <laughs> I, mean, I think we'd be bummed, but I, think I wouldn't that- be bummed a damn bit. <laughs> No way I'd be bummed. <laughs> right, so I would be psyched. Are we gonna Are we gonna jump into the whack or Mountain West? Or we're let's just gonna do the, independent. Well, yeah. I, do, I do want to talk about a couple of interesting teams. Okay, go ahead. I, I think, uh, and we can talk about Notre Dame too. Um, I, one, I think Notre Dame's gonna be a better team than they were last year. They were four and eight, in case you didn't know, four and eight, and uh, four and eight Notre Dame last year, four and eight. The uh, I think they're gonna be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it remains to be seen how much better. But there's a couple of teams. I, are we gonna do New York Six Bowls or are we just gonna? Go pass them. We can we can guess at them. Okay, good. Well, I, I don't think it's it's hard for because I'm gonna talk about Charlie Strong in Southern Florida, South Florida. Uh, I think that's your. I think that's. Your, I really think that's your your non power conference team in the New York in New York Six. Colorado State's interesting and not because of Mike Bobo. They open a new stadium. They yeah. play Alabama. The Alabama game's gonna tell me a lot about them, right? I'm not saying they're gonna beat Alabama. Right. So everybody, calm down. But. They go in there and put up a good game against Alabama and then turn around and do the same against Colorado. That could, that team, they could be 10 2. They really could be 10 2. So, man, that'll be fun. Right? Wouldn't it be? That'll um, be a fun game. That's an ESPN night game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. And then the, I'd love to see him do well. I mean, there, and there is one team of all the conferences uh, that we've talked about so far that I'm thinking is a potential sleeper that could just upset the Apple car completely North Carolina State. I just there is something about that team. Came out of left field. Well, they have so. I mean, they they return as many starters as Georgia. Um, The only thing that they have going against them that Georgia really doesn't is the schedule. And Georgia has a tough schedule, right? But North Carolina State has to go on the road against so many. They go on the road against Florida State, against Clemson, against Louisville. It's just crazy their schedule. Um, But. They pull out a couple of wins in places. They can make some noise. I don't think they're going to win the whichever division they're in. but they, uh, by the way, they're in the Atlantic. Uh, I don't think they're going to the Atlantic, but they could make Florida State and Clemson miserable too. I'm so excited we brought up the Oregon. I forgot about that. There's a, there's a Saturday, August 26th. Like, we're so, that's in like. And one of the games days. is like, one of the games is like 10 o'clock in the morning, right? No, no two thirty. No, that's 10 o'clock at night. Stanford and Rice play at 10 o'clock at night. Oh, that, that, because it's like Thursday afternoon. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, Arizona, it's like tomorrow also, on yeah, Australia's Australia. time. But uh, there's, like, there's a 2.30 game, there's a 2.30 Bobo game against a Pac-12 team a week before football starts. Come on. I can't wait. What are we getting away with here? Yeah. Um, okay, independence-wise. America's awesome. I don't think we need to get too much into Notre Dame because we have plenty of discussion. Like, yeah, we're going to want to talk, yeah. uh, like, that's, 
That's that's enough for us to talk about that. But uh, is there anyone else? I think Army is always kind of interesting. I guess Navy is too. Yeah, and uh, and BYU's BYU's BYU generally kind of BYU. Yeah. But otherwise, they're eight and fourteen. They're gonna the the day the age of the independent is has passed in both uh, the, the. It's a little sad, right? Yeah, it, is. It, it is. I mean, from a nostalgia standpoint, yeah. a, a lot of people look. If you're younger than thirty five, you don't remember the Florida oh, State. Yeah. Penn State, South Carolina, yeah. Notre Dame, yeah. uh, all independents, yeah. right? You just don't you don't remember a time when that was a thing. Louisville was an independent for a long time. Um, so Memphis, Memphis, yeah. right? And then basketball, you've got the Paul, yeah. Got, so it's funny. The uh, one of the it's very funny that one of the common teams of the non-power five to get that that near six ball mm-hmm. South Florida is like tends to be it's very funny to see Charlie Strong mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he couldn't get Texas there right but like people love South Florida for that ball yeah they yeah. they were stacked and yeah. I like Charlie Strong was a bad fit at Texas yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that we can we can do a whole podcast on that but the the interesting thing about him at South Florida is but by the way the whole southern part of Florida all the teams there just got really interesting right mm-hmm. I mean, Lane Kiffin. Right, right. right. <laughs> He's certainly I, interesting. Did you ever see that awkward uh, video that he put out that they... Yes, like the hostage oh, video? Oh, yes. Um, and we still haven't talked about Hugh Freeze. Yeah, yeah. Well, Speaking yeah. of South Florida. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe we save that, but uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I think we... I, I'll put it this way. When, when you look at... Um, looking at... Uh, one of, I, we all have our, our places that we go all the time. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan, generally, of... Uh, the crew of CBS Sports. I like Fornelli. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have guy. By the way, Fornelli is not a Georgia fan. Oh, yeah. This year. He is down on Georgia. Oh, I know. He's generally down in Georgia. Yeah. He's usually yeah. down in Georgia. Yeah. I remember he was... Uh, I listened to their podcast. He was the one before the Georgia-Alabama game that listened to them on that podcast, which has been discontinued, by the way. They don't do the SEC CBS <laughs> no, podcast anymore. Um, but he was the one that said, I know that Alabama's down, and I know they're not favored. I am I can't not do this. doing it. Yeah. And he was the one that ultimately swayed me. So, and he's an online guy, so you always got to love Fortnite. He Here are his uh, Gooper 5 power rankings. Right. Five, Appalachian <clears throat> State. Appalachian State is number Makes five sense. in his Gooper 5. Uh, clearly the Sun Belt favorite. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, four is Boise State. I can see that. Third is South Florida. Really? Second is Central Florida. And first is Memphis. He thinks there's, quote, a perfect storm surrounding this program. Right. I just don't see Memphis, man. It's going to be a trouble because Derrick Rose is going to miss a free throw. And they're going <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to find yeah, out he cheated. Yeah, they just paid, they yeah, paid somebody to take it to SAT. Okay, so anything, I think we'll cover. So, so my, uh, my playoff is Oklahoma, USC, Florida State. And then next week we will talk about the, US, the SEC. I'm going to call it the USC. I'm having a hard time. USC. Uh, uh, USC East. Yes. Yes, the USC East. And um, uh, so I have those three, and then the SEC, whoever wins the SEC title. Uh, well, my, my playoffs are, are Southern Cal, Oklahoma, Penn State, and the SEC winner. I do have, uh, as you sit down and look at the New York Six Bowls, I, I think Oklahoma State makes it. I, I actually think Ohio State makes it. Um, and I'm actually picking Notre Dame to make a New York Six Bowl. I think they're going to be that much better. So it, th- th- that would require we'll we'll cross we'll, we'll, we'll cross that later. That well, could require a big non-conference win theoretically. Well, I, I think I think there are some some non-conference wins out there for yeah. them. I mean, remember they play an ACC schedule now, uh, a partial ACC schedule. Uh, so so next week, 
Yeah, we're talking about SEC. Next Can we talk about uniforms first? Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. oh, yes. y'all! I have yes. to tell you, it's, Scott sorry, has I'm been sorry, extraordinarily patient. Oh, been really he quiet the past ten minutes. He's also the one guy not drinking tonight, so like I can't believe yeah, how patient you've been. He's I can't doing, believe he's how doing patient. CrossFit. He's going to sell you a timeshare later. No, man. I, listen, I discussed it. I, we, we don't have to get into details on this, but like we discussed this earlier, I think it is freaking awesome. Like I like it is. Uh, you, you become a CrossFit guy, they, and I, I got I got nothing but love. That's I got to get up uh, and about. I don't know, seven hours from now, and get over to the gym. But that's I'm, that's all I'm going to say. And start killing it. Yeah, well, I do. I do CrossFit too. I uh, I have three kids, uh-huh. and I I go work. Yeah, those are two different things. Okay, right? That counts. Yeah, no, absolutely. I built a smoker last week. That, yeah. that takes a lot of work. And that's a patio. More, and a patio. Well, you have more patience than I do. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. drink, eat, and sleep. It's like a triad. It's a it's a trifit. Trifit. Yeah, I'm cutting out alcohol and sugar and carbs and all the fun stuff for like six weeks. Yeah, how do you back? Wait a minute, you'll be back in time for tailgate. Why do you? Get, how do you get up in the morning? Coffee? I don't know. Just the will and thirst to go and do something I've never. I don't the thirst know. to get jacked. I don't know. No, like listen, I, I, if you're looking for someone that's gonna make fun of CrossFit, I am not gonna be that person. I am. No, no, I have I'm making fun of Scott. I have many, I have, I'm making fun of Scott. <laughs> then that's fine. But like, I, I have, I have friends who they honestly say that CrossFit has changed their lives. So uh, really, so, in a positive way. Yeah, and, I enjoy it. So Shout I, out to Oconee CrossFit. Yeah, so you will not. Yeah, that's you yeah, all. That would, it is one not do. my thing. I don't like to be in a club, mm-hmm. part of any club that would have me as a member. Uh, but if I may quote Woody Allen, but um, oh, I, uh, uh, I, um, I have many people who I respect who says CrossFit has been nothing but a good thing for them. So well, more power to you. Good on you. Well, maybe maybe the just uh, make sure you start drinking once tailgate. Well, the listeners will will be able to hold me to uh, see if I can continue this. So how much weight have you lost? I don't know. We're You're not, not supposed to use a scale. We don't, I'm, I don't, really? I don't know. I know. I know my pants fit That's better. <laughs> oh come on, Tony! Now I gotta beat that. All right, so let's go to the uniforms. Um, I don't have uh, pictures, so you're gonna have to use the Googles for it. Um, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine uh, little notations I made in my Google Notes app uh, about uniforms. The first one that I stopped you on earlier is UNC. Uh, you know that you played a basketball school. When you have an alternate helmet with the Jumpman logo, yes, on, that gonna, I'm nice sure everybody's touch. seen it. I actually yes. tweeted, uh, "The ceiling is the roof." <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean, it, they're switching from Nike brand to Jordan Nike brand, and so that's why the Jumpman's on their jersey, and now they're going to put it on their helmet. Which, hey, you know, whatever. I mean, if Georgia basketball wanted to do something honoring Herschel Walker on their basketball jersey, I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah How would you, you honor cool? Dominique Wilkins? I'm put. I'm getting an analogy. Would you yes. uh, would you be okay if the football team honored Dominique Wilkins on the helmets? That just wouldn't make sense. I'm going to dodge that question. All right, so UNC's got a new look. Uh, Arizona, not that I really know anything about Arizona, but they have uh, some new decals on their helmet. I, for one, uh, really like their '90s helmet, where it was just the white with the uh, outline of the blue and the red. You know, traditional. Um, but they've got like. New decals that are kind of hard to tell. It's an A. It just looks like you know one of those sans serif uh, typography. I don't know. It's, it's it's not a great look. But the they have nine combos of jerseys they're gonna wear. Uh, it's a hot mess. 
It's a hot mess. But, it's, but it's, Ari- it's Arizona. It yeah, doesn't matter. They're just, they're it doesn't matter. Uh, I didn't even get into Arizona they State. Anybody. Arizona State needs to bring back the Sparky guy. Right. They they are missing out with that pitchfork thing. It's funny because, you know, I love that Sparky guy. Yeah. You're totally right. And um, it's funny because the Arizona Diamondbacks baseball team, and baseball teams are traditionally much more conservative when it comes to changing around their uniforms. But the Arizona Diamondbacks have like nine different uniforms. Yeah. So Arizona, yeah, they're, they're, like, kind of, they're, they're just going to do it. Yeah. Uh, UCLA is interesting. They, they're not really doing any wholesale changes, but their blue script for UCLA is going to match the blue in their jersey. Okay, so that light that light blue thing. It's going to be more royal, royal blue, right, which, right. which is, uh, hey, I'm, I'm cool. a fan of that's royal a, blue. That's a good look. Yeah. Uh, staying out west in the Pac-12, uh, the Utah Utes. The Utes. Utes. They What's have, a Ute? They have added, I don't know, maybe it's like a, a Ute. I'm doing my Native American. Yeah, I'm doing my Native American. My bad, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's filming. I, I, I was basically saying it rhymes with Butte, like Preston Butte, Colorado. I don't know. But the Utah uh, jersey is now going to have the Rocky Mountains on the sleeve. It's a good look. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice little trim <laughs> look. Scott, you've been to Rice Eccles? I've uh, not been to Rice Eccles. You've been to Rice Eccles? You, said, you pointed at Will and said Scott. I'm sorry. Yeah, so he also said the New York Bulls. The New York, <laughs> the New York Day Bulls. It's okay. That's <laughs> right. Uh, what, what about Rice Eccles? I've been it's calling both of stadium. you Becky all evening. You can I see the mountains. Yeah. Their white uniform looks especially good. They have three colors. Uh, Jimmy Franklin, you mentioned him earlier. He is... Uh, Really doing something to the yeah I know y'all y'all both like what yeah. yes Penn State is changing their uniforms hold on yeah they're putting numbers on their helmets what yes so the line Georgia Southern okay yeah, cool let's move along it, well in reverse it's like opposite Georgia Southerns are deep blue with white lettering yeah and they make white. T-shirts for games they lose what Georgia so, well Georgia, yes so. the, yeah truth <laughs> wow I'm glad we're not playing them anymore. Um, no, I listen, I'll, I'll put it this way. When it comes to Penn State, mm-hmm. they should honor what they have and put everything they have, everything they care about, into keeping the way to things, uh, into the tradition of Penn State. Yeah. They should never change anything they've ever done. They're Penn State. Okay. I, no, I agree with you. I'm not cutting no, you off. No. I'm just, I get, I get what I'm you're doing. To, I'm trying to do yeah. I'm doing um, Oregon State has adopted an XFL look. On oh. their helmet, they have a beaver that looks like something. <laughs> it, would, it would be right Thank out. Thank you. Of I just had it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like something straight out of. Uh, I swore Man's. I wasn't gonna laugh at beaver. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's. It looks like something that like Adobe Illustrator gone bad. Uh, a beaver. <laughs> and here's the funny thing. I don't know if they're gonna do this. You know, how some teams will. Um, like not have the names of the players on the back. They'll have like, like how Army does like duty, honor, country or something. Matt, like that. Please tell me every every jersey has beaver on the back. No, it doesn't have beaver, but it has Oregon State. But they abbreviate state. It looks like it's Oregon Street. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible look. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Oregon, uh, Oregon State. I don't know. Um, Miami, <laughs> they have four new jersey. Co- what are you laughing at? Oregon, Oregon Street. He's still on Beaver. Miami has four new uh, uniform combinations, and they're bringing in an orange helmet. I'm sure they've worn it before. Why would you bring in an orange helmet? I don't know. I mean, Coach Rick is. Uh, yeah, he's lost Mark. control of my uniforms. You're going to be better than that, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I, I was trying to verify this. This is why I was quiet on the podcast, because the other day when I Googled this, it showed up, and I couldn't find it now. I don't know if they've taken it down or not, but Kansas 
Not that we, I mean, they have some really awful helmets. They, they put the Jayhawk that's way too big, yeah. I guess. Uh, that, yeah, I like the Jayhawk on the helmet, but it's not the oversized. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ra- raise a glass to uh, UJ Carey's husband. Oh, that's right. Barry. Barry. Yeah. Barry, who is married to So Carey. maybe Barry can uh, verify this or Carrie. Um, I saw like a lime green, like alternate uniform to honor the limestone that they mine there or something in Kansas. No. Yeah, it was like lime green and blue. It was like completely like out of left field. But it's I'm a like. Choice. I was cool with it because it's Kansas. So I couldn't verify it. I did see it on Google, but then it was gone. So okay. I don't know. Maybe it's on the dark, Will's dark internet. It's on the, <laughs> yeah, it's, on the, it's part of the deep state. Yeah. So, but that's all I got. Uh, oh, oh wait, Nebraska. Wait, wait. What about Nebraska? Nebraska. Nebraska has the coolest uniform change. They are bringing back the mesh jersey also, that we all grew up and loved. I can get behind that. That's right. But there's a catch. It's not cut off. And it's, it's just below there. No, uh, well, that, that's definitely that's not, it's faux mesh. What? It's it, it looks like mesh. But it's, it's not mesh. No, it, it, it'll look like it on TV, but it's not really mesh. It's faux mesh. Trust me, you'll wait until they play their first I'm game. Sorry. But yeah, uh, uh, would you, do we know when the, which game they're playing, or is it a road I think, game? I think it's game? just their jersey. That, that's what their jerseys are going to look like. So Google faux if you can spell it mesh. Nebraska. I'm sure that'll pull it up. Shut up, man. It looks good. It does look it good. It does look good. Does so look I'm, good. I'm very excited about Just that. You know, that's South Georgia, and that's not even a helmet thing. F-O. <laughs> yeah, so. F-O. F-O. Those are my uniform. Send any uh, uniform thoughts uh, to at Jawavi Films on yes. Twitter. I'd Do not love send to them at Tyler Send them to Tony and Will, too. So we will be back next week to do the SEC. Very exciting. Then we then then the claws come out. Yes, the claws come out for SEC next week. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then we're getting really close. We are we're getting really close. Oh, Tony, um, I believe you set up the pool. I did set the pool up. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, and a lot of you have gotten an email from me already, but we are yet again doing the uh, the weekly college football pick'em uh, at Fun Office Pools. If you're not in. Check out the Georgia Sports Blog. I will have that up uh, probably tomorrow or, or Thursday um, or Friday, depending on when. Or, well, this, out, whatever. Yeah, this, this might get up on so, Friday. Yeah. So or next week. We uh, It's not like you have a house to sell. And um, oh, you do have a house to sell. I do. Um, but the uh, we're so doing, if, if anyone again, can, well, if anyone can buy yeah, his house, that'd be great. Yes, yeah, so you can appear. We will give you a personal yeah. listeners buy his house. And help me find Notre Dame tickets. Yep. Those and two things get you. Yeah. And I think they're, join I believe they're roughly price equivalent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They are about the same price. <laughs> yeah. um, so the, uh, we're doing the pool again. I haven't looked to see how many people have joined. I have already joined. Uh, it is my goal this year not to end up with some sucky games like yeah. Rice versus Akron. But I can't promise that because I am going to Notre, Will and I are going to Notre Dame and and uh, it, there's altogether the possibility that I'm going to get to go to Florida this year and um, maybe even Vanderbilt. So although Vanderbilt's on a hard trip, and Notre Dame hard trip. Yes, and not because of the game. It's because funny of though. The game. It is the game is the only. It's weird because generally speaking, when when it comes to big sporting events. The game itself is the easy part. It's yeah. usually getting out there or yeah. staying in the hotel yeah. or staying in the Airbnb. That seemed you set up a lot of that for us. Well, that really doesn't seem to have been too hard. But this is the one time where it's the game that's yeah. just, that's it, just, well, you know, which we, is which is a good sign. 
Well, we got really lucky. Uh, the Airbnb we got was extraordinarily cheap. It's ten miles from the stadium. It's in the state of Michigan. But that's all right. If you look, if you look at a map, that's right. that's a thing. We're not carting contraband. I we are not think. carting contraband. As long as in a follow-up question, no, we are not carting contraband. Not carting contraband. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, it's okay. So we don't want to make this. That's go episode anymore. ninety, y'all. Episode yeah, episode ninety. Episode ninety is on the list. Yeah, damn. Right. Yeah. damn. Well, uh, we can say happen. damn. Damn is not something. That's yeah, fine. He's yeah. got to go back. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm over. I'm over. He's got to go back and bleep what I said, but that's it. Yeah, that's it. I might not even edit this podcast. It was so clear and crystal and, and good. <laughs> yeah, just throw it through Alphonic and uh, it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, uh, all right. Well, well, thank you to my parents. By absolutely. Way. We are literally Sally. one floor away from us recording this podcast in my parents' basement. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> so right. we are we are one oh. floor away. Damn and the new man. the new WSLS podcast studio will be available for all of us probably uh, mid September. Yeah, it's oh, a, you're so pretty when you yeah. get optimistic. Yeah. yeah, the only thing that's the, I, I I don't I don't want to speak for Scott, but the only thing that is keeping the studio from being ready is they're having a hard time retracting the roof. Yeah, the roof is yeah. just hard. Like they that's thought right. it would be that's easier, right. but it's just the roof is not retracting altogether. So they're just gonna have to keep it yeah. closed. Yeah, we will not elaborate on that. We'll uh, wait for that to. Well, this is, the, this is the waiting since uh, Saturday afternoon podcast yes. featuring Atlanta United. And, uh, <laughs> no soccer at all on this yes. podcast. Yeah, we made it all the way through, right? Way through. Right. But well, I, I, how excited was I was, was I by Scott Duvall, yes. bless his freaking heart, to uh, to tweet about that awesome equalizer. goal. Right? Uh, equalizer. To that was against awesome. Sporting KC. And you actually used it right, too, equalizer. Yeah, I learned that terminology from y'all, yeah. so thank you. Yeah. They're fine, right? They're I, fine. I, they're my, fine. My boys were playing soccer for the first time this year because of Atlanta United. They're fine. It's a fun team. Very it's fun. It's a fun team. I went to the last game of Bobby Dodd, yeah. and uh, it was nice to see a real team in there. You did not sit in your season ticket. I sat in yeah, the opposite. Uh, Matthew and yeah. Aaron with yeah. there, right? I sat in the opposite seats with my friend Will Haraway, oh, a Mississippi yeah. guy who's having a hard time these days. Yeah. But, um, but By yeah, the way, fun. lead guitars for the Sundogs. Lead guitars for the Sundogs and their new album, uh, The Haraway Brothers. Oh, cool. Go buy the new Very album, cool. The Haraway Brothers. Uh, but okay, I think that's everything. So, so that was fun, y'all. Yeah, that was fun. Good All to be hour back. and a half, 90 minutes back. of it. Good yeah. to be back. Good to be back. the triumvirate happening. So we'll be back again in a week to discuss the SEC. I don't know if we're going to be here. We're going to be at my place. Eventually we'll find a... Come to my condo. It's pretty sweet. No, yeah. we'll go to my house before we go to your condo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, have a great week. We'll see y'all next week. All right, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Make sure to register for the WSLS Podcast College Football Pick'em Contest over at funofficepools.com so you can match wits with us throughout the season. Not that that's really that hard, but you can still match wits. Plus, I wanted to say match wits. Anyway, we try to be as interactive as possible on social media. Twitter is usually the best way to reach us, and you can do so by tweeting our show at WSLS Podcast. We always enjoy hearing y'all's feedback, whether it's a tweet or a podcast review. And if you have time, head on over to the iTunes store, subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. We'd be happy to read a review of yours, a future review, on a future episode or on the air. I'm getting ahead of myself. And next week, the three of us will be previewing the mighty SEC, where we will be broadcasting from remains to be seen. But we'll be touching on Georgia, of course, and we'll talk about some of the things that happened during the offseason, hit on the SEC West, what's going to happen, who do we think is going to play in the championship game, and all that good stuff. So in the meantime, have a great rest of your week. The season's almost here, and we will see you on campus very soon. Go dogs!